<laughs> hey! <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's good. Thank you. So, I think that I know this about you, but I'm not sure. You spent okay. your entire life in South Carolina up until recently, or did you live somewhere else besides South Carolina? Um, I, I would say like most of my life has been spent in South Carolina. I did spend like six months living and working on a tiny island off the coast of Rhode Island, Block Island. Um, and then I moved to Asheville for about a year in North Carolina. That still counts. It still counts. Does it? Asheville's, it's a separate state. <laughs> it's, still, it's still the South. In the Carolinas. Yeah, I was, I've was. i been in the Carolinas like my whole life, except for half a year, basically. Mm-hmm. Asheville is like the Portland of the East. Yeah. I, have you, have you been I think Portland? they would appreciate that. No. They, they want to be that, right? That's what they're going for. Yeah. <laughs> No, so, I've never made it to the West Coast. How long then have you not been in America in general? How long has it been now? Now? Uh, just over a year. I moved here in September of where last do, year. Where do you live exactly? I live in Edinburgh, Scotland. Same. <laughs> You don't say you don't say Edinburgh. You say Edinburgh. Edinburgh, yeah. But it is spelled. But it's spelled borough, right? That's not a separate city. Yeah. Or no, it's the same place. And a lot of people, including myself, before I knew better, probably would pronounce it like Edinburgh or Edinburgh. Is it? Is there not a borough on the end of it? Am I wrong about that? No, I think you're wrong about that. Can you can you it's, can you spell it? Yeah, it's spelled E D I N B U R G H. Oh, okay. So it's not a borough yeah. at all. That's on me. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you but are part. Pronu- I- Sorry, some people pronounce it that way. I'm sure. My first question, before okay. we get too deep into it, because we got to have like a starting ground for this. Yeah. How many freedoms have you lost since you moved? <laughs> How many freedoms? Yeah, have I lost? You know, America is the freest country in the world. So if the you freest America, country in the world, you, you must have <laughs> if had. If I to believe have... in it, uh, <laughs> wait, did you say believe in it or leave leave it? Since you left, yeah. <laughs> Since I left America, how many of my rights have I given up? Yeah, like how has your life become worse? Because it must have. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. As- I'm, I'm genuinely trying to like consider if there are things where I'm just like, oh yeah, this is totally different and totally fucked up here and just drawing a blank. Has there been a single time at all where you've been like, shit, it wouldn't have been this way back home. In a, in a positive or a negative way? In a, 
or either in a in a positive way about america like if i was in america this wouldn't have happened or i wouldn't have had to have dealt with this no okay no i don't think that well, okay but you're <laughs> this is totally not what you're aiming for but i will tell you that the one thing that america totally fucking has over scotland over the uk is bacon but pigs exist there yes but the cuts of meat that they consider bacon totally different it's more like ham here so it's not bacon and i think that in the states so here it's like the back cut of a pig i think in the states i might be wrong someone comment and tell me but it's the um belly which is why it's like so like fat and fatty and everything anyways bacon here totally sucks america has better bacon okay so there's that I guess. there's that <laughs> bring your own bacon if you're gonna come <laughs> what's this what's the status of scotland now is it attached to england after england decided to leave the eu uh, or whatever right so is that what you're asking about Yes. So it's like all of the UK. So the UK includes Scotland, England, Wales, and Northern Ireland. What about Southern Ireland? No. Well, it's like it's Northern Ireland and then the Republic of Ireland. And the Republic of Ireland is a whole separate country. And then there's Northern Ireland, Ireland, which is part of the UK. And the UK, sadly, yeah, left left the, the EU. So we aren't a part of Europe anymore. It wasn't just England. It was the entire UK. The entire yeah. United. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is it correct to consider you British? Um. <laughs> Where's that line drawn? Yeah, well, I don't think anybody from Scotland would appreciate being called British. <laughs> well, is, is where that line lies. Well, is there's, that, like, is... there's England. And there's Britain, there's Great Britain, there's the United Kingdom. Like, what the fuck is what? What? All right. So from my knowledge, which might be fucked, is that Britain, Britain, Great Britain is the landmass. You're getting an accent. Did I? A little bit. Yeah. You sound like like my mom. Wait, so you meant Southern accent. You never met my mom? I don't think so. Oh, my mom is British. What? Yeah. She's from... What? Yeah, yeah. The fuck? I, I guess I when never I... never knew that. When I met you, she was already sick, right? Yes. So I guess you never had a conversation with her or anything. No, no, no. I didn't know that. She is from the country of england okay yeah so she is british she is actually british but what's the difference between england and britain Uh, so what i was going to say is that britain is the land mass that includes scotland england and wales so like northern ireland is part of the uk but would not be considered part of britain it's part of ireland 
but is part of the UK. So Scottish people are <laughs> British. Yes, technically, but again, <laughs> they don't want that. I don't think they would like that. I think, um, yeah, like Scot- Scottish people are very proud to be Scottish and like don't always agree with down south and like England. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. Is there, so there's animosity between the two? I don't know. Some of it might just be in good fun, but I think that it is like a, like I've been corrected before by being like, oh yeah, you Brits. And they're like, "Ah, ah, ah." (laughs) and I'm like, oh, right. You've Scots. (laughs) So what's the, what's the cultural makeup of your surrounding area? Is it just a bunch of white people or is it relatively Mm. diverse? It's pretty diverse. I would say that there is still like a large portion of white people, but it is actually very like, it's the most cosmopolitan place I've ever lived for sure. I mean, part of that just comes with the size of the city. I've never lived in a city as big as Edinburgh. And I think it's still relatively small in comparison to some, like I think, I don't know, maybe half a million people. Is it actually like a modern city with big buildings because I, <laughs> I, I when you say you live in scotland i just picture a bunch of castles you live, you live on a farm yeah yeah i wish that's the dream one day i'll live on a scottish farm with a castle but uh edinburgh so the two like big cities are like edinburgh's capital there's edinburgh and glasgow and glasgow is more you i i think i've only like driven through a little bit of it but it's much more modern like any modern city edinburgh is an old city so you have like really like gothic looking buildings and everything along with some newer builds but it's a world unesco heritage site so they're really like into reserving you know preserving like the historical aspects and everything so the architecture is still in line with like the italian french like middle European style stuff? Yeah, but not exclusively. Like there are definitely like places that are, you know, like there's a fucking Apple store and McDonald's. You're not like escaping the- But the old like, the old buildings are still like similar in style. That's yeah. weird. We live, the building that we live in, I don't want to get this wrong. I have a picture of that side of the building. It was built in like 18... 18- 60 something I don't remember I could look and tell you for sure but like I live in a very old building in if what you know in what you consider old in America you're not going to find buildings that old you know in some places like unless you're in like yeah. other cities and stuff but which has always been my complaint when people talk about like they want to go to Europe and I'm like I don't really care and I just went to Europe and people were like, oh, yeah, weren't I, you amazed? And I was like, did. how was that? It just felt like going to Charleston. Like, yeah, the architecture style was just brought from Europe to the East Coast. Yes. And so, yeah, when you look around, like there's way more of it over there and it's way older. Yeah. And I guess a lot of it is. Yeah. Significantly more extravagant but 
it's very similar to the point where it never felt like, oh, wow, I'm in a something brand, brand new place. Do yeah. you feel, did you feel like that when you first got there? Like, were you overwhelmed like mentally or culturally? <laughs> um, no, not like too much. Um, I would agree with you in that. Like if, if you've been to New England or you've been to Charleston or Jamestown, like these like very old cities, then you have like had some glimpse into what, you know, it might look like. Also, if you, I don't know, live on the internet at all, it's not like you've never seen it. Of course, there's a difference in experiencing it, but it's not like, whoa, I've never seen anything like this before. It's totally different than I expected. It's just, um, it's more like prolific, you know, like it's all around you. And then of course, like anything, you just get used to it. Like I'm used to it, like, oh, these buildings are just old. I like it. Like I like the cobblestone streets and like the old architecture and everything. I've always liked that about like Charleston and everything. So I is enjoy it, but it's not like mind blowing. Is your mic in line on your... <laughs> is it but, like... Well, you talk with your hands a lot. So, oh, when, so then when, it... <laughs> it like it rustles. <laughs> well, then people will hear my hand speaking. <laughs> They'll hear your excitement. Yeah. Well, I'll try and do this where I'm like holding it in no. front of me. That way it doesn't get lost. Is that better? You don't have to do that though. We'll figure something out. Um, is, is Scottish a language? Hmm. Or does everybody just speak a weird Alec version is. of, but no one, <laughs> no one speaks that on a daily basis, right? No. And like, it's more like up North and in the islands, um, from what I understand where it is, is spoken still. And like, you even still get signs that have it. You can get some signs down here that have like Gaelic on it and everything, but it's not like everyone goes around speaking it. So it's, it's English everywhere, just with the Scottish accent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And like weird new vocabulary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I struggle now to like, think of things that are different because I, I think I've just gotten used to it. So then it's like people from the U S will like call me out on like something I say, because I've just like picked it up, but I don't necessarily recognize everything now as like oh yeah we we say this instead of this is it your plan to just stay yeah yeah like indefinitely you yeah. were you were able to get out there during the pandemic because it was a school related transfer is that what happened because no yeah. one no one was leaving this country no no, no <laughs> one and no one was leaving any country for the most part. And then yeah. you just are like, I'm moving. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was because it was a school transfer that you'd been, um, you'd, you'd had it in the works for a while, right? By the time I left, it had been months in the works. works yeah. But I'm trying to think. So, um, <laughs> like how I'm trying to think of like how it all played out basically I met Dave my partner who is Scottish in February of 2020 
when I was managing the hostel in Asheville. So I was living in Asheville, met him by chance. And in, in person. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we met in person and, um, headed off and I was planning to go back to block Island to work a season. I already had a job. I'd like applied for all kinds of um, seasonal jobs and everything and decided to go back to block Island. I just gotten my passport <laughs> in October. Um, so I've never left the country, whatever, but I'm super excited. I'm going to go back to Block Island, make a bunch of money and then go travel Europe, you know, which at the time still included the UK. I was planning to like go there first anyway. So then I, yeah, Dave and I met the pandemic started very shortly after we met. <laughs> so he got like, he got stuck in America. No. So he was actually there on a six month visa. Okay. He was at the tail end of it. And so that's why like him and I met, we headed off, but we're like, this is great. It's going to be a fling. Like we're leaving around the same time, like in eight weeks from when we met, he was going back to Scotland and I was going to Block Island. Um, and then like two, three weeks into that, you know, the pandemic um, really kind of hit everywhere and like the hostel shut down um he wasn't working and so yeah and then yeah well I guess the point that I'm trying to get to <laughs> is that then <laughs> um things with us we were like um neither of us wanted to like stay long distance for a long time and we're like well what are we going to do to close the gap obviously like he had to go back and everything um I considered going back to school for a while and I just thought oh I can look into programs and everything so I started looking at grad school in Edinburgh and was um I'd say fortunate to get into the program um I forget that myself that like I had to actually like apply and get in so then I like get in and everything and um, but then there's the whole visa shit so that happened I think it was like April like mid to late April, he had already gone back and I had been accepted into the program. So it was like April of 2020, right? So pandemic's in full swing. I decide I'm not going to Block Island because I don't want to chance it. And like, it's a tiny island. I'm like, no, hell no. Um, I was super terrified of the virus and everything. I'm already <laughs> like an anxious hypochondriac. Like I was not okay. Okay. Like I was a friend that you needed to check in on because I was not all right. <laughs> I was having a hard time, but, um, yeah, I got into a program. I spent months <laughs> excruciatingly working through a bunch of bullshit paperwork. Um, it's actually not that hard. There's just a lot you have to do. Was like, it's not like it was like super difficult. Was the paperwork related to the pandemic or was it stuff you would have had to have done no matter what would have had to done no matter what okay. part of it was just like with like finances and stuff um because i was still going through like fafsa and like federal aid in order to go there and then there's like just you just have to do all this paperwork get it all together and then you can apply like you have to like wait and i had to wait for weeks for some stuff to clear before, um, and that wasn't necessarily pandemic related, but then I had to wait for it all to clear and then actually apply for my visa. 
and it is pretty expensive too. I think like that's like the two biggest hangups are like it takes like a stupid amount of time for no reason and it is expensive. It's even more expensive if you want to expedite it. I did not expedite it because it was really expensive <laughs> um, to do it already. But um, yeah, and then it was just like, I remember like I got approved and everything, but I had to go do this thing called, um, you have to do like biometric residency permit stuff where you have to go and get like your fingerprints scanned and like do a headshot and all that. And it gets put into like the police system here. Like you have to do that before you can like get your visa. And in order to was do that. A, was it a school specific visa? Like I'm covering... Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have so to do have... the fingerprints and the photograph, even if it's not school related? Like if you were just coming for to... other visas. Yeah, I okay. think so. I think it doesn't matter what kind of visa you are coming over on. It's part of it, but yeah. So I had to do all of that. And so I got approved and everything. I was like, oh, yay, like this is happening. Um, but you like, I couldn't be there. I think it was like four weeks before my program started was as soon as I was allowed to arrive in the country. And that again, has nothing to do with the pandemic or anything. That's just the rules. So I was super excited because it looked like that was going to happen. And then we were going to like have a month to like reconnect, hang out and like go travel a little bit, you know, like road trip kind of thing, stay in the car. But I, um, I got approved and then it was like, I think it was like six or seven weeks before I could actually go in to do my biometric stuff. So then I like, it pushed everything back. So then I spent the first two or three weeks still in the States um, doing my course. So I had to completely like change around my schedule because it's a five hour difference. So you were doing online classes from a Scotland university from... Charleston, Charleston. Yeah. 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 I was in Charleston at the end, um, staying with my parents before I left. Yeah. And I was like going to sleep at like 7 PM and waking up at like 3 4 AM. Cause they were live classes. Yeah. They were like live uh, online. And again, uh, like they, I mean, they were recording sessions and stuff. I probably could have gotten away with it, but I also wanted to try and acclimate to the time difference so that I didn't get here and was like, whoa, like, <laughs> did it it's bother so different you? when I got here? Yeah. No. Cause I think like, because I had actually spent like, like two weeks on the same schedule. So I had just gotten used to it. And then it just made sense. Like the light outside matched the time that I had been. I think all that shit, towards. that shit is so over-exaggerated and hyped up. Like, <laughs> What, jet lag? Yeah. Like if you're, maybe <laughs> if, if you're traveling for, for business and you don't mm. really want to be going, but generally, yeah, if you're going somewhere for fun or for you, like the excitement of right. moving and you get there and the time is different, I've always been so excited it's yeah. like, oh, I'll just stay awake until it's night. <laughs> then once it's night, I'll be so tired. I'll go to sleep. And then the next morning, it's yeah. just like, oh, it's. Oh, it's I mean, the morning. Yeah. It's morning. just like you just kind of fall into it. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know whether I would have, if it would have been hard or not, because it's the only time I've ever done it. Where did you have to and go? And I to like had to act. Like... Oh shit! Where did you have? <laughs> where did you have to go to get your fingerprints and stuff like that taken? Um, so there was a place in Charleston, and that's where I went. Um, that there are places like in cities, kind of all around. Um, mostly in cities that um, have more of like an influx for it. It was this very tiny little place. I did not expect it. I expected it to be like a like federal building or something. It was not. It was in a strip mall. And it was just like this like small little place um, that I went in. But um, I looked into, I, I could have gotten an appointment sooner by like three or four weeks, but I would have had to gone down to like Miami. That was like the closest place. And as soon oh, as shit. I could get in. You can't just go yeah. to like your local police station. You have to go to this specific yeah. like government building kind of government office yeah well it's just like yeah like not necessarily like a government building but it is like i think i think a government thing but it's not yeah it doesn't have anything really to do with the police system there in the states it has to do with like the information that gets sent did I you think. feel like someone's gonna call me out <laughs> i doubt it <laughs> did you throw a fit when they took your fingerprints about like your personal privacy and how no. they're going to use it to track you. No, no. I don't <laughs> okay. give a shit. Well, okay. I guess, I guess there, there you go. There's the rights I gave up. I like, I like willingly gave them all my identification markings so that I could get into their country. That's kind of fucked up. They're going to use that against you. Somehow. Is it? Where do you pay? <laughs> where, who do you pay taxes to now? nobody because i'm not working well i guess technically the u.s because i've borrowed money from the u.s if so. you if you were working how does that where do your taxes go do they go i to don't actually back? know wait no i do think i think i still have to claim them in the states or something because i haven't i haven't worked um yet here so i don't actually know how it works i do i'm able to work so like my visa, which is a tier four student visa, allows me to work 20 hours a week during term time and then 40 hours a week during um, non-term time. So I can actually work, but I don't know. I don't know where my money goes. I don't think that it goes into the government here though, because when you like do the visa, like I had to pay into the NHS. So that's like the national health system. I had to pay money into it so that I could access it. So if you got but sick. But if I was paying taxes. Mm. What happens if you get sick right now? Well, right now yeah. I don't have a GP yet. But, but in theory, and this is kind of pandemic related, in theory, I would have already registered at my local GP. I would have a GP. I would just go there. Or, I mean, I can go to the pharmacy. So I can just go to the pharmacy and be like, I'm sick. Or you can go to the, I could go to the ER or they call it A&E here. Like but then you get, say that you break your neck and you have to go to the, to the ER. <laughs> when, when you get Why done are you wishing with, that on me? <laughs> when you get done with the ER, do they give you a bill for like $200,000? Nope. No, that's weird. No. Yeah. How weird is that? Um, and you don't even yeah. pay any taxes there. No, but I have paid into it. 
that so, one that one time. Yeah, it essentially is like the percentage that they say like, okay, this is how much essentially you as an individual, as a student, et cetera, whatever, would normally pay into this system in order to access it because everybody does pay into it, you know? Is there a like, limit like, to how much you can extract from it? No, I don't think so. But it's also like nobody's like trying to get one over and like get as get as much health health care as they possibly can. Like, ooh, give me more. <laughs> um, so but you don't I have don't... to you don't have to pick and choose. Like, I don't feel that sick today. I want to save this for when I feel God. more sick. You would just you would just go you would just if go. you feel. Yeah, which well, I I will say. Um, yeah. All right. We're, we're getting into it. We're getting into the healthcare thing. Right. So, um, I did not realize how much it impacted my life up until like, like, okay, what am I trying to say? I didn't realize how much it loomed over my head. The thought that if I got into an accident, that's it. That's my life over. Like I, I'm going to like spiral out. I'll be in debt. I'll, my credit score is fucked. And then like, I'll never be able to pay it back. And like, you know, what if they don't accept me because I don't have health insurance and like, et cetera, et cetera. There's been huge chunks of my life where I had no health insurance and it was just like, mm, can I afford to go to doctor's care for a hundred dollars for them to tell me that I have whatever no so I guess I'm just gonna like fight it out and like I'll be okay and like part of me is like more into like natural healing and like homeopath stuff so it's not like get, I'm like rushing to go get stuff but can you go to the pharmacy and get free crystals <laughs> free crystals yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> I was like wait are you talking about crack um oh, healing crystals <laughs> No, no, it doesn't quite work that way. But I, I have like, I had a rash um, that was like my inner elbow. Turns out, I don't know something about being allergic to eggs now, but I, when it happened and I didn't know what it was, I went along to the pharmacy and they like looked at it and they were like, mm, okay, it seems like you need to put like hydrocortisone on it and this and this. And they just like we're like, all right, come back in an hour. I came back in an hour and they just gave me the prescriptions. They didn't send it off to a lab. And then three weeks later, you got your results. No, well, they just, no, they just gave me the prescriptions. But like the thing I'm getting at is like, I didn't pay anything for it. Now that is where Scotland is a bit different because like in England, you do still pay, but I think it's like, everybody pays like, it's like three or six pounds for every prescription. It all costs the same. In Scotland, you don't pay at all for your prescriptions. Even if it's like insulin? No, now why would you need to <laughs> pay extra for a life-saving drug? <laughs> Just, I've heard that it's that way some places. Oh, weird. It's almost like they want you to die. They, they probably do. Um, What's the... What's the tuition like there compared to, I don't know, like USC or wherever you may have. Comparatively. Yeah. So I pay roughly because I will, I pay international fees, which are higher than like people who are 
um, residents and everything would pay. But my tuition is about, it's like 11,000 pounds a year. And that's roughly 13, 14,000 USD. Um, that's for two semesters. And, is that what you mean? Yeah. Like just... that's like a full year. So the program I'm in right now is two years. So essentially it would be like maybe $30,000. Um, what did you pay of tuition? What did you pay at Columbia? <laughs> um, <laughs> I paid $34,000 a year. And that's for in-state because in-state tuition well, is always cheaper than out-of-state, right? Yes, but I don't actually think that, that that mattered because it was a private school. Oh, so okay. So it's different. So I think it would make a difference like at USC and everything because it's publicly funded. Although what you need to consider is that that $34,000, $35,000 was like my room and board as well. So I'm not paying that here. So, but I looked into a similar program as this. Okay. So I'm getting a, like a two-year master of fine arts degree. And it's costing me roughly like $30,000 in tuition, right? So I found a similar online one-year master's program that was running for like $70,000 in the U.S. I believe it for a master's. It, it literally costs like, it costs the same amount of money for me to move to a whole nother country and not have to work. Like I'd like borrowed enough that I could like pay for my livelihood. It costs the same amount of money to just move here and get an education and not have to work as it would for me to just do like a one year online course and still like, I would still have to work, <laughs> you know, like that's not even including like my livelihood, that 70 grand. That's like, cool. I get a piece of paper that says like, you did a thing. So your, your financial aid that you took out was enough to cover tuition and your life until you're done. Yes. Okay. So you'll have a debt to pay back. <laughs> But maybe Biden yeah. will get rid of it for you. Maybe, maybe he will. Maybe he'll wipe it out. Maybe I'll never come back and it will never matter. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, no. So how does <laughs> that might, be, is, that a, is that a relevant point? Like you owe money to a, an American bank, but yeah. what are they going to, you still have American bank accounts? I, I do because all the funding comes through my American bank account. So I guess they Essentially, could like, come after you. They could. I mean, the thing is, is like, I would probably at least pay like the minimum <laughs> like that I could because I don't necessarily pay. want to like ruin yeah. my, but what's interesting is that your credit score doesn't matter. So like I have a whole brand new credit score here in Scotland. Oh, you get to start over. Yeah. That's really Which cool. is like, yeah, it is really cool. Um, especially because like I didn't have great credit. I had, I have decent credit in the States, but it's like not the best, but I guess like the only downside is, you know, how like the no credit is bad credit thing. So you have to like establish credit. Right. Um, but I mean, I do that just by paying my monthly phone bill, which <laughs> you want to talk about monthly phone bill bills. <laughs> it's like, it's like 30, 40 bucks, isn't it? Mm. 
yeah, like probably like $35 is what I pay. And it's like unlimited everything, but it's like on an actual like national carrier that has like 5G network and everything. In the States, before I left, I was paying Verizon like $140 a month. Yeah, I pay like I'd already pay, Yeah, I'd already paid my phone and my watch off. Like that was just like, I didn't even have unlimited, I don't think. I might have, but still, it's crazy. Like I didn't realize like little things like that, like the discrepancy. Oh, and groceries. Groceries are cheaper here. They don't have good bacon, but it's cheaper. <laughs> what is it? What does it cost you to go out to dinner at like a sit-down chain restaurant? Like a something comparable to like Outback or Texas Roadhouse or something. Okay. I don't know if there's that much discrepancy there. Okay. Because it's like, oh, you're going to like sit down a restaurant and all that. You're pay you're still gonna pay roughly like twelve to fifteen dollars a plate, probably. Okay. All right. Like the way that it works out. But if you you're get, buying your own groceries, it's cheaper. Do you get milk delivered? You could. I don't drink yeah. milk. Like me and my partner don't drink milk. So but yeah, you can. You can get like glass bottle delivery milk. That was the one thing about when I was in England that I remembered was they would have like little bottles every morning. Wait a minute. Did you live in England then? No, I just for had, any period of time. I you had just to visit. visited. Yeah. Okay. I was young. Do you know whereabouts in England? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Portsmouth and Portsmouth. Great, okay. And Great Yarmouth. Okay. I don't know where they are geographically, but. I mean, it's all South from where I am. <laughs> I know that. And I think Portsmouth would have been on the water, like near the water. One of it's the like places was port, sure. but okay. Yeah. There are like, I will say, oh, okay. All right. I'll say this. Like the cities maybe don't seem like that crazy to me. The villages the villages are so fucking cute. Like they're very quaint. They're very cute. Like it is all very like, oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> Have you been able to do a lot of exploring in those areas? I mean, I would say that like given the circumstances I've explored quite a bit. Um, and Dave's parents live out in the countryside. And we, while we were renovating, we lived there for four months. So I lived in like a little village, um, which is very cute. Uh, we've also been up north. So like I've been to Inverness and um, we did the North Coast 500 this past summer. What is that? Um, it's, it's like a famous road trip. That's like 500 and like 20 miles. You go like in a big loop of miles. northern. Huh? Miles. Yeah. Miles. Oh yeah, no, they do miles here. What? Yeah. <laughs> do they do inches and feet and shit too? No, they do in centimeters and meters. Well, okay, here's the thing that's like really confusing is it, it, mat it matters what you're talking about. Like people still say their height in, in um, centimeters. like 
uh, feet and feet and inches. No, like feet and inches. But what the fuck? They talk about distance, like between like you and me is like oh that's like a meter or two, um, or like the if if you're talking about like um, interiors, you're like measuring meters. But they still go by miles. That's so weird. They've mixed yeah. the two together. That's got to be super confusing. Yeah, it is confusing. And like cooking, you do everything by weight. So like I've gotten really good at using like you use a kitchen scale, which actually you might because or you did at some point, right? Like because yeah, you were like weighing out your food portions. And it's weird because with the American way, ounces can be weight or it can be volume so it's always like when you read a recipe it's like ounces like which one which ounce like yeah (laughs) yeah here it's like everything's weighed in like grams and kilograms like you would say like oh i need like 250 grams of this etc um yeah I i have no clue how much that is or something like if i was gonna order uh, uh, like sliced turkey and i had to order it in grams yeah I, I, who knows i don't know how uh, much is that i think i'm probably going to get this wrong i think a pound is 500 grams i think that's right and then one kilogram would be like the equivalent about like two pounds i only know because like thinking about like buying meat you think about like, oh, like I need like a pound of ground beef or something, which actually they call mints here also. Like, so, but mince meat. Yeah. Yeah. My mom yeah. Mince. Made. So you would call it like, oh, I need like beef mints. Yeah. That's yeah. a horrible word. <laughs> yeah. The, the pounds, kilograms is about half. It's not exactly, but it's close. So yeah. that one, that one's not so confusing, but like, there's like two point five centimeters in an inch. Yeah. No. 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 Like, All right. What the fuck? Like, That's not even the most confusing thing. The most fucking confusing thing is Celsius. Talking about yeah, degrees yeah. Celsius. Like, You're right. You're right. And everyone's like, okay. Admittedly, it makes so much sense to me that zero degrees is the equivalent to 32 degrees, which we all know is freezing point, right? Like that makes sense. Yeah, and then know. like hundred degrees is the boiling point. So that makes sense. Like zero to hundred, you got freeze and boil. That makes sense. But it does not make sense to my brain. I cannot understand the whole Celsius thing because when I look at it, like you can have like 16 degrees. <laughs> Shit, I should have used the one that I know the conversion of I don't know 16 degrees what that is in um, Fahrenheit but it's essentially like it's more than just like what am I trying to say like in Fahrenheit we talk about like oh it can be you know like oh it's 59 degrees today but it's 62 you know and that you're like okay you know the difference between like 59 and 62 right like the the difference in Celsius each degree is so much bigger yeah So then it's like, you can have a a warm 16 degrees or a cold 16 degrees, (laughs) but it's still 16 degrees. And that's what doesn't make sense to me is like, no, I need it to be like down to the, like, it needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
my brain doesn't understand it. And also because the other thing that trips me up still is that I, I think I'm getting a deal on everything I buy because pounds <laughs> weighs more than like has more weight than um, the US dollar. You, you, so are there no euros in the UK? No, we do pounds here. So they euros went, is different. They went huh? to euros for a while, right? Did they? I don't know. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I don't know. I just know that like, um, yeah, pound totally different. So sometimes I'll like go to buy something. I'm like, wow, this is such a good deal. Like this is such a good deal. Just because my brain is seeing like a smaller, <laughs> a smaller number and my brain just doesn't understand like no Murphy. Sometimes I literally have to do the conversion. Like, would this be a good deal if I was buying it in dollars? <laughs> and I'm always like, hmm, but no, get, that sucks. <laughs> if you start working, you'll get paid in pounds. So I bet once yes. you start getting a paycheck, you're going to be like, oh shit, this paycheck is way lower than it would have been in dollars. <laughs> but right now you're, yeah. you're spending your borrowed american money in pounds yeah <laughs> so you are thinking yeah. like oh shit this is cheap but once you start getting paid yeah you work 20 hours and you make 100 pounds you're gonna be like oh shit <laughs> how long yeah. are you allowed to stay after school ends because the school visa runs out yes so my visa will run out so i'll graduate in all things going well right <laughs> i will graduate in may of 2022 and my visa runs out in august of 2022 so next year it'll run out in august that's only so three there's months. a bit buffer but yeah but they just um created a new visa avenue um route whatever you want to call it um that allows any international student that's on a tier four visa um, that graduates after I think it's after the spring of this year so it's already passed like the first people who could qualify for it after after you graduate you can get a graduate visa that gives you two years and within that two years you can do whatever you want but you get to extend it by two years the idea is that you're looking for qualified work um, and once you find qualified work, then you can switch your visa to a qual like quality worker visa or like specialty worker visa. I forget what it's called. Um, and when you switch to that, then you can, um, I think it's like a, a two or three year visa or something like that, but it puts you on the track for five years to residency. So once you're like a skilled worker under that visa, as long as you like can keep that visa attained, then you're here for five years. When your visa like goes up, then you can like, you can apply for residency. Does that, is residency different than citizenship? No, it's, well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. <clears throat> Essentially, like it would just mean that like, I don't have to leave and I don't have to get any visas. And then I would be able to like, or be able to, then I would be paying taxes too. And you could, could you could vote. Like the UK like and everything. 
yeah, you can vote, you can get like um, government assistance, that kind of thing, like benefits, because you don't get any of that while, other than the healthcare, because again, I've paid into that. It's not like if I got, if I was unemployed, I'm not going to be able to get assistance for that unless I'm a citizen here. Okay. So you met this dude and you guys hit it off Yeah, and you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to move to Scotland and see where this yeah. goes. Yeah. Was that a hundred percent of your reason for going there or was any of it kind of like America is going down the fucking toilet. I just <laughs> want to get the fuck out of here. Um, honestly, like naively, like bailing ship on America is not on my radar. It really was just like, I don't want to do the long distance. Okay. Fuck it. It makes more sense for me to move here than vice versa. And uh, let's just see how it goes. And it was like, for me, I never left the country, which I mean, A, makes it like maybe scarier, but B, like I had never left the country. Like, what do I have to lose? Like I can go and like, of course, like I had this like sense of like, things could go wrong. Of course they could. Things could always go wrong. And like, you know, could find out like, actually we don't like each other that much or like things just don't work out amicably. Um, But I was willing to, you know, risk it because I didn't want to look back and be like, damn, I had the chance and I just didn't take it. It was one of those moments in my life where I just felt like I just have to go for it so that later I can be like, hey, I fucking did it. <laughs> like whether you, it works out or not. You definitely made the right choice for <laughs> for a variety of reasons, but having not done it just because, oh, maybe it won't work out or it's going to be hard. I just did an episode a couple weeks ago where I was bitching about people not doing that, like not kind of chasing, not doing hard things, not necessarily like not chasing their dreams, but making excuses for it's too expensive or I don't have the time or it's too much effort. Like you faced all of those problems and you were just like, yeah, but like I'm gonna do it anyway and would you say that you're it's a big question but would you say that you're happier on a daily basis now than you were three years ago but take 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 Dave out of the equation right okay so it's not about it's not about my personal relationships it's not about is it are you asking me specifically based on like my quality of life living in one country versus the other or yeah, me, I think because so. me as a person, I've changed plenty in three years, right? So like, yeah, but <laughs> whether you have changed or not, there was still like I'm a, I'm happy, or I'm yeah, I feel like there should be happy. more out there. Because if you put Dave in okay. the if you put Dave in the conversation, you could yeah. just say, well, yeah, I've got this amazing boyfriend. So that's made all the difference. So I want to eliminate the love out of it and just like your daily routine through what you Well, I I would like to just like go on a a wee tangent here and say that like for anybody listening, um, nobody can bring you happiness. You're in charge of that for yourself. So like if you're asking me if I'm happy, 
I'll start <laughs> spouting that propaganda on here. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like if you if you were asking me, as this is also my per- my perception, like my perspective on things. If you're asking me if I'm happier, I wouldn't have included the fact that like my relationships because that is relative to like that's situational you know okay okay. anyways okay back on target am i happier yeah i mean yeah i would say i'm happier i have faced like tons of challenges coming here that like i mean most of them have nothing to do with actually moving to a new country just things i've been like going through lately um which have been challenging but i would say that like i'm happy to I'm happy for myself to have like, yeah, done the damn thing. Like I did it. <laughs> I moved to another country and I'm getting a master's and, you know, like working on myself and stuff like that, which yeah, all positive things. You Is wanted there... to hear that I wasn't like, <laughs> you want to know the catch. <laughs> no, no, I just, I only see it or I see it from a much simpler point of view because I guess you take all these other things into account when you talk about it but I see it as you lived here and now you live there so you want to know if my my quality of life is better because I live in Scotland and not America anymore Yeah, like, because because yeah. all the other stuff that you listed, you could have done here. Those aren't right. things you could have gone to grad school. You could have got your master's. Yes. You yes. could have met a, an awesome dude. Yeah. Like, I guess. Yeah, that's to me all that stuff is like irrelevant. You made one major okay. change, which was moving to a new country. And now you've said that you want to stay there. So I guess. Yeah. I guess what I was wondering, I don't want you to say any specific thing. <laughs> of course, I just, yeah. I just want to make sure that I ask the specific question. Like, mm-hmm. is it about the environment and the atmosphere of where you live? Or do you like being there just because life seems to be going in a good direction for you? Hmm. I mean, I, I would argue it, it's both, but I think like specifically what you're asking is like, if, if you're asking, do I think that living in Scotland in the UK like equals better quality of life than living in the States? Again, some of the stuff is like relative, but t- trying to take that, trying to unpick all of that and like not consider my biases because I lived in the States all my life. Well, that's for not 28 a bias. Years. That's, um, a, that's a personal experience, not a bias. Yeah. But I mean, but that is going to make me biased towards like, there are things that I'll always be like nostalgic for. Okay. Like, so what, you do you, know, right? what do you, what do you, what do you miss? I mean, oh, I miss like places and people. Like I miss like the, I miss sitting on a front porch in a summer rainstorm and it being so hot and muggy. Like Ugh. I miss, you know, like it's like these 
like atmospherical things that like very specific things that I, I miss, but that's, you know, that's a place and I miss those things because that's what I've known my whole life. Um, but I would say that here, better quality of life is, yeah. It, I mean, it is like your quality of life is better. How have you, or have or, you felt like a constant lasting sense of excitement still a year later of I'm in this new place. All this is new to me or has that already worn off? No, definitely. I mean, that's definitely worn off, <laughs> but I mean, okay. that's like, that might be like a personal thing. There, there are definitely times when I still, um, I still have moments of like, holy shit, I'm in this whole separate country and like, this place is beautiful. Um, but you know, like, I mean, the Carolinas are beautiful. Like there are things about, you know, like if we're talking about that, like there, you know, it's not like the landscape totally sucks in the States and like, there's nothing beautiful ever. And it's also perspective. Like, I think I've, I very easily find beauty especially like in landscape and everything and in people. So it's not like that's a factor. I think um, no matter where I how, live is, go ahead. No matter how pretty an area or a view might be, after you viewed it for 30 years, <laughs> it's hard to be amazed by it anymore it's like yeah like people come to charleston specifically mm -hmm. for the atmosphere mm -hmm. for the the quaintness of the town or whatever mm -hmm. and the beach and the massive trees and it's like yeah like i i guess like you spent thousands of dollars to leave <laughs> you know seattle and come to visit Charleston you know but people love it but people love where I live now yeah right where, where I live now is just dirt and some of the <laughs> some of the dirt gets built into large piles of dirt mm. but that's all that it is and people talk about like the beauty of this area and it's like it just isn't but maybe that's just because I see it all the time every day yeah I mean I do think I think that we you know we get used to things we get acclimated if anything our minds and bodies want to be as acclimated as possible to our surroundings for survival you know like so I don't you know like I think that excitement and all that kind of wears off in even a survival mode but I think that a lot of it is perspective because I think I could still find beauty and like the same fucking small town in South Carolina my whole life. Would I want to see more than that? Yeah. But could I continue to go back there and always find it beautiful? Absolutely. That is I like, like for me, I think I could. That's like the major paradigm of like human consciousness, like hmm. I want to stay somewhere that I know well 
and that I'm used to and acclimated mm-hmm. to because it feels safer. Yeah. I also, at the same time, want to go out and experience new things and see stuff I've never mm-hmm. seen before. So yeah. Like, which is it going to be? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Do you walk outside daily? You said you feel it sometimes. But mm-hmm. are you going to school in person yet? Um, I could. I've only been a few times, but mostly this year is like independent study. So I'm not going on campus very much well, right now. Let's say you leave your house to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Is it like, oh, this fucking street again, this fucking building again? Like, I've already seen this shit for a year. Or is it more often like, oh, shit, like, look at this new thing I didn't see before? Um, or I would argue that it's like, wow, look, it's the street again. And oh, look, people are crossing here. And like, oh, look, the, the uh, leaves are starting to fall off the tree. And oh, huh, I never noticed this before. Or like, oh, look at the way that that bird is perched. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that is like my perspective is like, it's like neither or. Like I'm not, I'm not like, oh, what a drag. Same fucking street. Like I know it so well. And actually like where I live right now, we moved. So it's like, we've only been here for like two or three months, this specific place. Um but neither here nor there. Um, I think I get what you're asking, but I think it really comes down to the person. The whole beauty okay. is in the eye of the beholder. I guess the I person, mean, that's real. The person would be me and it would be me yeah. being slightly concerned Probably. that I would <laughs> go through a process like you went through. Mm-hmm take my life to a different country yeah how long would it take for me to feel about that place the way that i feel about this place because it's it took me 20 years to get burnt out <laughs> but then it took me another 10 to get like oh i i actively dislike this and then the last 10 years have been like is there something I can do about it I'd be really disappointed in like my my brain if Mm -hmm. I did go move somewhere and then you know a year into it it's like oh yeah like this was exciting for the first two months or would you think it could carry me through like the next 10 years I'm going to die eventually. I don't have to make <laughs> some it point. like 50 more years. I feel like 20 more is right. probably good. What? Yeah, I think <laughs> 60 is a good, it's a good cutoff point. <laughs> no, no. You're absolutely going to be cursed and live to be 100. Watch oh, it. Oh, I know. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. You work out too much to die in your 60s. Okay, so I should um, stop. <laughs> how's how's um, Scotland on the... Oh, you got something else to say about that? Oh, well, what I was going to say is like, 
I think what I would ask is like, why are you so worried about chasing excitement? What is it about the mundane that gets to be uh, um, I, I think a, it, a point of hatred or that's disdain? Most, that's mostly what you just said, where I do really enjoy my daily life having a very set routine. If yeah. we're talking about like I go to work at this time and I don't have a job mm-hmm. where we get a new schedule every two weeks. And sometimes I work at night and sometimes yeah. I work like I hate that shit. I want to go to work at the same time, go to the gym mm-hmm. at the same time, eat dinner. I mean, it doesn't have to be to the minute, but in that order, yeah. right? This is the yeah. order I want to do things. And when I don't have that, I generally end up just kind of getting lost in the day to where it's like oh Mm -hmm. I should have gone to the gym this morning now it's eight o'clock I don't want to go so I don't go so I want that routine so like I don't necessarily want fresh excitement in that aspect of my life but when it's like I want to wake up in the morning and feel excited to be Mm -hmm. alive yeah like that has a lot to do with the atmosphere that you live in okay yeah I feel like you're going to tell me that that comes from within and that I have to create (laughs) that for myself I have been unable to do that and I have gotten that advice from many people yeah where it's like okay like I don't shrug it off and say, yeah, oh, right. you're wrong. I've tried to do that. Similar to people yeah. telling me, hey, your hair won't be so curly if you use this product. <laughs> it's like, no, it will. Like, I've, <laughs> you're not the first person to come along and tell why, me. Why if you wanted to decurl your hair? Well, I don't. Because my hair is perfect now. So I have, no, <laughs> I have no concerns. It is pretty cool. <laughs> but like I, I want to not wake up in the morning and be like, Oh, just another day. Right. And I have been unable to produce that from within, but I have felt that when I've been in situations that have a different environment where it's like, Oh, this is, I hate to bring this up because I get so much shit for it. Always talking about it. But when I went to Japan, you went to Japan. Yeah. it, It was almost like, I knew this one life for 40 Mm -hmm. years. And then I had an opportunity to go somewhere where I had to relearn, like everything was different. Yeah. So so it wasn't like just another day. And I know I was on vacation. So there's that vacation excitement. Of course. It did feel like, oh, this is a new version of life where they live this way and they do things this way. This isn't, this isn't the same life that I've lived for 40 years. This is a way to do something new. Okay. But that newness didn't come from me. It came from. From your surroundings, your culture, the culture that you were around. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, well what do you think it would be like if you moved to Japan and you were there for a year or two 
and you got used to the culture and the customs and everything like you kind of said you've been there a year and you don't even notice it so much anymore well what I was going to say also about that to backtrack a little is that where I live is westernized in the same kind of ways that the U.S. is life is very similar so so in that way like you're talking about like like I've not been further well yeah I've only ever been to Scotland and England and America that's it so I have very limited and I've only ever been to the east coast of America I've not even been all over the states right so like a very limited worldview here it would be very different if I was living somewhere like Japan versus America and like having never left and everything that would probably you know you're talking about much lengthier acclimation process but I move somewhere that speaks the same language eats the same diet essentially you know I mean it's like varies a little but like not that much it's pretty and you can get all kinds of food here um people are worried about the same things they're all on social media and they're like going to you know fucking urban outfitters and like mcdonald's like it's like it's not like it's like whoa this is so totally different it's very it's a very like normal kind of life so what do you notice that does hit you as like oh this is like how's how's scotland on the progressivity scale like how are they with uh like lgbt rights or shit like that is that are there yeah country i would say that like um yeah, well, no, I mean, you're going to get that anywhere, right? You're always going to get people who like their worldview is their worldview. And that's like, whatever, that doesn't change. Um, I would say that Scotland's pretty progressive. Um, Scotland's really like fighting right now, like wants to be independent from the UK. And if we gained independence, we would go back. I say we now because I guess I'm here <laughs> now, but like we would go back to the EU and everything. We would un-Brexit and um how do they you know uh how do they go about can't they just say we don't want to do this i don't know i don't know enough i don't know enough about it to know like but they've been wanting to for a long time and it hasn't happened yet so it is i think like it just hasn't been like voted enough in order to like gain like okay we are (laughs) you know i think it's like a really big deal if they like split off and everything and gain independence, but they want to. And so like in that respect, like, yeah, very progressive Nicola Sturgeon, who is the prime minister here. Is he voted? Is he voted for? She is. She? Well, no, just that she herself is very progressive and she's very like, the fact that it's also a woman, a leadership woman, like, you know, that's progressive and in consideration to, I know that that's kind of starting to happen in the States, but it's taken a while to get more women, you know, in office. Is that a voted um, for position? Like do the country I don't people know. vote? Okay. I think so. Yeah, no, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I need to like, I, I, I don't know tons about like politics even in the States, but um, so I'm, I'm going to know even less. Do you hear um, Scotland so Did you hear a lot of people just in your daily shit on the street or whatever 
bitching about mm-hmm. Brexit, bitching about like this wouldn't have happened had we not left. Is that like a major gripe uh, amongst people? Or do you not hear about it that I much? I mean, it's definitely it's definitely played into it. I mean, there's shortages all over the place because of Brexit and what it's done to um done to the economy and everything as far as like getting just like food in and stuff like suddenly stuff off the shelves are disappearing like you can't stock this item because it's coming from Europe and now that it's you know now that Brexit's happened it's like such a difficult process I um I personally bought yarn from Amsterdam (laughs) and I really thought it would be straightforward like okay I know we're Brexit but they say that I can order it so then I just have to pay the shipping and shipping kind of sucks but I'm gonna do it well, then I wind up getting slapped with like another 60 pounds just for customs, which is crazy. Like, it's just like, oh, you have to pay this for like taxes and stuff, because now that it's coming out of the EU into here, you have to pay for the goods in a different way. And like, so it made my yarn very expensive. How much was when the... normally it would have just like, yeah, what was the initial purchase? Like just how much was the yarn by itself? Um, I can't quite remember. I think it was like, I I can't remember. I was like buying it for like a large project. So it was like six skeins of yarn and they were each like 25 (laughs) pounds or something. Okay. So (laughs) it was more than 60 pounds worth of goods. Yes. Okay. Oh, and that's the thing. I think it, I think it depends on how much like the goods are whether you'd like wind up having to pay customs or not. But I didn't know anything. I was just like really stupid and thought that like, oh, this is how much I'm going to pay. And I paid for shipping, which was like another like 20, 30 pounds. I'm like, cool. It's going to cost me 120 pounds for all of this. No, it's going to cost me 180. Do they blame (laughs) the British for that? Like is the blame placed on England I don't know exactly. I think that, I mean, probably people would blame Boris Johnson, who is the Trump of the UK. Okay. Is, who, is, who is he? He's the prime minister of, of England. That's of why England. I think that maybe like, maybe Nicola Sturgeon isn't called the prime minister. Maybe she's something else. But like, she runs the prime she's minister. The yeah. She's important. <laughs> okay. I got it. So <clears throat> how many guns have you seen since you've been there? I noticed you, you posted a, you posted a picture the other day of you shooting guns. So guns must exist. Yeah. <laughs> guns exist. Um, but it's, yeah, that's actually, um, I guess like a thing that I didn't, I didn't really think that much about like, Oh, guns, you know, whatever. I grew up in the South. You can like, go to Walmart, you can buy a gun, some ammo and a chicken. Like, it's like, it's not that big of a deal, of course. And like, I grew up in like rural South Carolina where like people went to school with a shotgun in their truck. Like that was like, yeah, what, what do you mean? Of course. So um, you don't, you don't really see guns here. Cops don't have guns. Um, and Cops don't I, have. from say that again. 
cops don't have guns. <laughs> they they don't give cops killing machines. Um, but they um I think they have tasers, maybe, or a or a stick. I think the thing here that like you need to worry about is people having knives. Knives are a thing here because guns are not. So then there's like knife crime, knife violence. You can get stabbed in the streets. I'd rather but, get stabbed like, people aren't than getting... shot. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> but like shot is like so instantaneous. Like someone stabs you, they gotta like pull it out of you or like twist it. I don't know. You I just think it would be chance. way worse. If you're getting surprise stabbed, <laughs> yes. there's, there's probably not much difference between a surprise stabbing and a surprise shooting. All but right, that's fair. If you're arguing with someone and they pull out a knife, you you have a chance. Okay, right. All right, I get what you're saying. Instead if, of it being like someone they, pull out a gun, you're kind of like, well, fuck. Right. Well, you shoot me, then it's all over for me. <laughs> um, Plus, you... when people bring that up, it seems yeah. like that's a common thing. Like my friend David will often say like Mm -hmm. these other countries don't have gun problems but but they have knife problems and it's like yeah like they can't get guns so they have to have knives but (laughs) crime still exists but uh, it's like the death rates are lower and it's ignoring the fact that americans also have knives along with their guns (laughs) with the guns with the mace Mace is also not like a legal thing here. They have tasers, mace, you got guns, knives. <laughs> you know, it's just like you can get anything. If we were um, to compare the amount of like murderous knives, not butter knives, mm-hmm. but a large knife capable of killing someone. Hurting someone. In the someone. United okay, in yeah. the United States compared to you know, in England. Yeah, there's still going to be more knives here. Yes. So people just kind of act like, well, knives don't exist in America because because we have guns. Because we have guns, right? Well, because I guess like it's just like such a you know, if you're going to do something, someone you're going to get a gun. But of course, they make it so easy. Why wouldn't you? Well, you just upgrade because again, like like we just talked about, you have a knife, someone has a chance you have a gun someone doesn't have a chance anymore you have the chance in your hands unless they have a gun in which case who's quicker to draw right that's why Um, you have that's why you have to have a gun because someone else has a gun too yeah i will say that when i moved here and of course like we like covid was happening we went through a very long lockdown after christmas and everything so it was a while before i went to a movie theater for the first time but I realize going into the movie theater that I felt more at ease. I didn't immediately look for the emergency exits or consider if someone behind me had a gun and decided to go off on everybody, how would I escape? Could I jump over the side and get out before he shot me? These Actually, are things that I didn't realize were like taking up space and energy. <laughs> for me in the states every time i went to the state or every time i went to the movies until i moved here and it's like not something that you think about what what does it take to buy a gun there do you know i don't know exactly i do think like 
it's Do definitely you... like much more rigorous. Like you can have it, like people who have guns typically are like farmers or people who are going out hunting. Um, because like you can still hunt and everything, but you have to have like special license and like everything and like privileges in order to do so. But it's not just everybody. And like people who live in the city aren't really going to have it because they don't have a reason to have it. But Did if you they, me? you don't have a reason to have a gun. <laughs> but if they, if they wanted one, the there's a small chance that the government would allow them to. Maybe, but I think that's very difficult. Again, like you have to have like good cause okay. to to have a gun. You can't just say. And I, want I did one. go right, and I don't know if it's like stricter in any one country. Again, like I don't know if it's stricter in like Scotland where I went shooting was in England. That might make a difference. But I also went to a shooting range, so which do, I mean, they do exist in Scotland. Like you can go, I went and shot like clay pigeons. It was really fun. So they don't have, what type of guns that they have available at the shooting range? Shotguns. That's it? Yeah. Okay. So there's not like you can go to the shooting range and shoot like, like a semi-automatic rifle. Or... <laughs> oh, I mean, no, no, I don't think so. Okay. And this was all like, and it was supervised and stuff, which I think is like pretty normal. Well, no, I don't know. Cause you can go to like, you can take your own gun and like go to a range and just shoot. Right. And it's not like it's supervised or anything. I mean, where, here, I it's live, like, where I live here, you can just take your gun and pull off the side of the road and shoot your gun. <laughs> <laughs> See shit the- like that. <laughs> shit like that seems like dystopian to me now because I'm like, what? And oh, okay, so we've talked about like a lot of the big factors. Let's also just go ahead and jump on the whole, and it's like kind of blown up recently, um, social media about like paternal leave or maternal leave, like after you have a baby, getting time off of work. The US, there's national average of zero paid days. For females or for males? Well, definitely for males, but for females. Okay. It's very it's very difficult in the States to get paternal leave. Oh, like if sure. you are a man and you just had a baby, they're like, well, cool. You didn't do anything. <laughs> just go back to work. It's not like you just like, you know, had a child. <laughs> it's, and if you're a woman, then. The average paid maternal like, leave here is, is low. Is most maternal leave here allowed, but unpaid? Yeah, I think it's more that. And you don't have like, um, from what I understand, again, people can absolutely call me out on this if they want to argue it. Um, I don't know because I don't have children yet. (laughs) I've had a child neither in one country or the other. But I do think it's also, um, it's like you don't have the same kind of job security here you have a baby you get like it's something like like three or four months paid and then you can take up to a year you can take so you have like it depends on the job but like for instance you could have like three months paid leave and then if you wanted to extend it by three more months you get half pay you can send it by a year the last six months you don't get paid for 
but you can still get your job back this, when you are done. This is male and female? No, I'm talking specifically about female, but there is paid paternal leave as well, but it's not as much. It's still a thing. Like, I think it's only like, it might be like somewhere between four and eight weeks. I mean, even that is awesome. Yeah. You know, I know yes. there were girls well, <laughs> here that I knew that would get pregnant and they would be like, I can't take time off because they'll just replace me when I come back. Like, yep. They're not going to wait around for me to come back. It's like, holy shit. Like, oh, oh, what, what happened? Wait one second. Something just started <laughs> playing. I can't hear background. anything on my end. Hey, you're gone. I know, but it is like. Oh, stop playing. Oh my God. Where's it coming from? Uh-huh. What is it? <laughs> um, it's a talk with um, Julia Watson, who was talking about um, radical indigenism for um, like InDesign. Anyways, <laughs> it's like research stuff I'm doing. Can you, what have I done? I've done something wrong. What's it playing from? Oh browser i just have like just close the browser I, <laughs> don't be crazy <laughs> you can. Uh, refresh don't. the page can you still see me and hear me fine yeah i don't even hear whatever it is that you're hearing okay well i know i stopped it that's fine oh, okay. no i have um i always have like four or five browser windows open and anywhere from like three to 30 tabs open on each one. It's like different collections of thoughts. Like, oh, okay. Like this is all my research papers on this and one window. This is like, I have YouTube, Gmail and Netflix on this one. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? We were talking about paid leave. Oh yeah. You have to, you do, you have to worry about like, Am I going to lose my job because I had a baby? You might. <laughs> but um, here you actually have like protection against that. And the other thing that I think is crazy is if you have a partner and you have a baby. Grab your mic again. Okay. <laughs> Better. Because <laughs> I started talking with my hands. Anyways, um, if you have a partner, you have a baby. Why, why is it that the like perception is like, again, I've not birthed a child. I know people who have, but like, why is the perception that like, oh, you're going to be fine. Like, as long as you get time off, like who the hell is helping you? If your partner has to immediately go back to work, <laughs> like who is helping you? <laughs> you just gave birth. It's like a traumatic, like body experience that you need to heal from. And you also have to take care of this like new life. And they're just like, yeah, you don't need help. <laughs> You'll You're be right. fine. Yeah, that's what, that's what women do. 
Yeah, yeah, it's what you were, um, you know, made for. Right. Have the baby, take care of the baby. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah, and paid holiday, like, here, I think, like, the average is, like, you start a job and you get, like, 28 days paid a year. It's a whole month. Yeah. You know how many, like, how far would you have to climb the ladder in America to get that much time off? You'd have to own it. You have to put in a good, like, 10, 15 years. And then, let's not forget, you shouldn't actually take it. Because if you take it, you're a lazy piece of shit. And you'll probably get fired. That was always the most annoying shit about having that paid time off was that you would have to request it. And then they would guilt you when you would request yep. it. And then they would... Or deny you. Yeah, or, or just de- say like, no. Deny you based on like, oh, this is... Like at GameStop, it would be like, oh, there's a big release coming out that week. You can't take that day off. And it was like, <laughs> it's a fucking video game release. You don't think yeah. that the other four people that work here can, <laughs> can handle that? Like, I must be here? Yeah, it's super irritating yeah it's bullshit and it's just like stuff like that is why i say the whole yeah better quality of life here even though like i'm not working yet i haven't had children yet all the like some of the things i'm talking about are like future things would i could i move back to the states and get those same benefits no (laughs) no well this was fun is it 10 years i think it was 2000 well, I think it was 2012 when I met you. Okay, yeah, yeah, almost. So almost, it's like nine years. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it was that like adds se- up. It was September-ish of that year, of 2012. Yeah, it was the fall time because it was right when I started working. Yeah. Well, the first day I ever met you was your birthday. You were the first person that had a happy birthday thing pop up on the system, and they were like, "Oh, okay, tell this person happy birthday." And imagine me, like, or anybody who knows you, imagine first time you ever see Sean having to be like, happy birthday. (laughs) And then he just kind of grunts at you (laughs) and walks on to go work out. Is that what happened? You just got a grunt? I don't even think I got that much. I think you just kind of looked at me and were like... Is that cool? How do we end it? What happens? I, I don't really end it. It just I'll just cut it after somebody says one specific <laughs> sentence and then I just 